Love Talk Radio. doing today. Um, it is Thursday, um, 6 o'clock on the dot. Okay. This is your girl, CK. Uh, this is the Juice Radio Show. Y'all already know what it is. Um, we got, I'm going to let the crew introduce themselves. Gabe, a.k.a. Don't Play, a.k.a. Zarmesian. Yeah, y'all already know. Y'all already, y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Willie the Gun in the building. Turn up. And we have wonderful, her name is Martha. So uh, you have the business called Mother, correct? It's called Mama. Mama, okay, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> so can you give us information about your uh, business or your restaurant? Well, we're like um, Tulsa's first African and Caribbean restaurant right here in Tulsa. We um, started operations um, in March, and mm-hmm. we have we started at the Mother Row Market um, just serving, doing pop-ups monthly, and now we are in a full-scale um, delivery uh, business that if you want Caribbean or African cuisine, you just mm-hmm. hit us up and we'll hook you up. Okay. <laughs> so do you guys deliver? Yes. We yeah. do the, okay. It's mainly delivery. We're working on our location right now. So okay. hopefully by the beginning of next year, that will be open for everybody to come at any time. So I know, like, you guys are at uh, Mother Road Market. Is it, like, a certain day that you're there? or? Yeah, they have, like, specific schedules, so mm-hmm. it comes out monthly. And so certain months we're there, but not all the months. So you just have to look out for their schedule to see what days that we're going to be there. But if you want us any time of the week, um, you just call us, and we'll have it delivered to you. So mm-hmm. what kind of African – or? Not what kind of African food, but, um, like, where is it? Is it, like, West Africa? Yeah, it's mainly West African and also, like, Caribbean, Jamaican, mm-hmm. jerk chicken, um, oxtails. We have jollof rice, which is, like, very popular in the West African mm-hmm. region. Um, we have rice and peas. Um, both cultures have similar things in common. Mm-hmm. Sweet plantains fried sweet plantains that's both cultures we all do the same so it's like yeah caribbean is on the other side but our foods are very similar and that is why we decided to infuse it and make it one one. so so why in tulsa well um god led us here we believe god led us here by faith and when we came like we were so hungry for home food Mm -hmm. um we came here well first we originally migrated from ghana Mm -hmm. when i was younger I was 13 my sister was seven and we have been living in New York since but New York you know you get all this different cultural mm-hmm. food so like in New York you don't miss this but when I came to Tulsa we're like what there is no yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean there's um one um Caribbean food and we went there but we just felt like we wanted more authentic you know taste mm-hmm. you know so um and there was no African restaurant. So no. we're like, okay, all right, so let's take the step of faith. 
um, we Mother Road Market was having a Kitchen Sixty Chips launch program, mm-hmm. so um, we we applied to it and thankfully we got in and um, they loved our food. We did the pop ups like we were just in it so, but you know people got really excited for yeah. it and um, we are where we are now. Nice. Okay. Nice. Cool. So yeah. how long uh, has Mama been like in the making? Um, believe it or not, we just started March, and so um, from March till now, that's what six, mm-hmm. seven months. Yeah. So right now, you guys are just working on location. Yeah. And so in like, okay, say like in three years, right? So where do you see it going? You know, in three years, we're gonna be all over Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna be in every city. Like you're gonna see it as everywhere. We um, we have a very big vision for mm-hmm. it because we feel like. The demand is high. People are hungry for it. So we are working very hard to yeah. get it across. All yeah. of, not 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 even just Tulsa, but even all of Oklahoma, because yeah. we have people hitting us up from all the way from Ada, Oklahoma. And that's oh, wow. like two hours away. Yeah. And we're like, what? Wow. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's traveling really fast. And that's because there is a need and we are filling that need. And Ada's population is like 20. So, like, I think that that's a big thing to reach, you know, two hours away, even yeah. two hours, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, for me, like, I, I've always, um, like, I've always wanted there to be like an African restaurant or something where I can get like authentic African food. And I never could find it. Even when I went to like the Caribbean restaurants, it just wasn't, yes. Like true, it didn't yeah. feel like mama in the back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like some chef back there trying to put some recipes together. Yeah. So, to, I mean, I'm glad that you know you guys like came up with this idea to have yeah. authentic African food. Yeah, and that's the thing with us because like we grew up back home, like we know how to, you know, make it feel very as authentic, mm-hmm. you know, as possible. Yeah. Like back in um New York. Even with the Caribbean food, I worked in a couple of Jamaican restaurants. Mm-hmm. So, like, it really gave us a good idea of, you know, how to get the taste really close to, you know, back home as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So what what sets y'all, I know everybody has, like, different cultures and stuff. What sets y'all apart from other other African foods or people that are trying to do this? Like, what, what are some of y'all, like, specialties and stuff? Um, that's well for us we feel like it's the heart that we put into it uh-huh. um to 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 when we make our recipes we, like my sister like and I like we we spend hours mm-hmm. you know just trying to master it you know going over it like we don't just be like okay this is a recipe we put a lot of heart in like I feel like a lot of people that have tasted our food can really attest to the fact that, you know what, I feel the love in this food. And that is what we want to put out there. It's not just about, you know, technique or skill. Mm-hmm. It just, we want you to feel like you came home, like mm-hmm. you, you came to mama and you, you feel the love that, right. that if you, if you eat our food and you don't get anything from that, we just want you to feel that love and that warmth. Mm-hmm. And so that's, Okay. So what's that process? What's that process like? Like when you when you sit down or be like, 
I'm going to make this dislike. Do y'all go over each recipe for what? What's that process like? How do y'all go about doing that? A lot of it has to do with, like, like I said, heart, like intuition. Like you just make like every food has obviously a recipe to it. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And so when you have like, we've grown up with the recipes, we right. know it in our heart, right. um, in our mind. So mm-hmm. when we put it out there and we taste it and then in your intuition, you feel like, Hmm, what if I added this? Mm-hmm. And what if I added that? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what makes us different in that when we, we take the recipe, from from our gut we just feel mm-hmm. like add this add this and then when we do it takes the taste to the next level mm-hmm. and then when people taste it you know they go crazy over it mm-hmm. i'll give you an example um how we came across our mama sauce our mama sauce is very popular right now mm-hmm. and at that time that we were trying to because the original recipe is not vegan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we were trying to meet the vegan demand right so um, one one vegan um, lady came and she's like, where's the mama sauce? Where's the mama sauce? And we're like, yeah, where's the mama sauce? So um, we just right there, you know, we went with our gut feelings. I can't reveal the ingredients, right, obviously. Right, but, right. <laughs> but we just said, you know, add this, add that, add mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And right on the spot, we made it. And we're like, we hope they like it. Right. So, and so we just you know, back there, keep our fingers crossed, and they come back and they're like, this is the best sauce I ever tasted. Right. Uh-huh. What is in here? Uh-huh. You know, and, but, you know, that whole thing just came because, you know, we just felt what was in our gut, and yeah. we just, you know, we followed our heart. Okay. So, tell us about what you brought for us to, to eat. Oh, uh, we, we have jerk chicken, um, some mama rice, which is inspired by jollof rice in the West African region. Mm-hmm. We have some sweet um, bread. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it mama buns, but we really grew up on this back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have fried sweet plantain. Mm-hmm. And I we also plantain. have um, freshly juiced ginger okay. um, drink um, that we're getting ready to put out there. So mm-hmm. you guys are one of the first ones to Okay, okay. Nice. You were honored. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know what you think. Yeah, so in this season, as you know, we're entering the flu season, you Mm -hmm. need that, you know, hot. ginger, right. Mm -hmm. So it's really good in healing. Yeah, it has a lot of beneficial. So this uh, bread, do you guys like make it yourself? Yes. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> so is it just is it like a group of you of you guys? Or? It's mainly me and my sister. Like I'm Martha and she's Marie. Okay. Yeah, so together we make mama. <laughs> okay. So do you guys like look to hire people? Or yes, it, yeah, definitely. We're working as the demand grows and as we expand, we're definitely mm-hmm. gonna work. Like there's gonna be a lot of people to hire. Yes. Okay. This bread is pretty good though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes. you know, just waiting to eat the whole thing. <laughs> okay, okay. So, if you would give us like the day that you guys are at Mother Road Market, and then also, I know you guys have some uh, orders to do, so mm-hmm. just just a few words of wisdom, if you could. Um. Well, you 
keep updated with us at uh, on our Instagram or, or Facebook, and it's Mama Tulsa. Um, that's where we get all our updates about when we're going to be at the Mother Rose, when we're cooking, when we're delivering. So um, our website is MamaTulsa.com. You can go on there to find out more information. Our phone number is 918-217-8017. And you can call us anytime you have questions. We do do catering. And we're actually also hosting a cultural expo mm. October 27th. Okay. And that is going to be the first of its kind um, in Tulsa where uh, we're promoting like the cultural arts, like there's going to be, you know, African dances mm-hmm. there. Um, and also, um, we're, we're doing it in such a way for people to get to experience the current culture. Because mm-hmm. people know African, Africa for one way, but we want to shine a light to, you know, how fun Africa can be right. too. Right. Yeah. So um, we're yeah. going to have a DJ and it's going to be lit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, the event, it's on Eventbrite. Um, please um, reserve it because... We already have over 100 people that have reserved for it. Oh, wow. Don't uh-huh. lose your spot. It's going to be really good. So. Nice. Okay. That's okay. real cool. Yeah. And could real you give cool. us some words of wisdom? Um, words of wisdom. Well, we got this far by faith. So in whatever that you do, um, follow your heart. And don't be afraid to do something new. Like, yeah. Our slogan is taste something new. Mm-hmm. So with that, we want people to be daring to try something new and not be afraid. Right. I feel it. Yeah. Okay. That's real. So before we take this break, how do y'all like the food? It's really good. It's Will really good. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it is. I'm waiting to dig into my place. No, it's, it's, it's good. Ramal's struggling a little bit, but it's all right. <laughs> it's, good. It, it's good. Thank you yes. so much for coming and speaking to us and telling us about your business and your goals for your business. We really appreciate it. Um, I'm definitely going to be at Mother Road getting some of this food mm-hmm. pretty soon, so you will see my face. Thank you again for coming. We're going to take a quick break, y'all. This is the Juice Radio Show. Just like I like my honey, sweet little selfish. I like my women like I like my money, green little jealous. Cause I'm a beautiful wreck, a colorful mess, but I'm funny. Oh, I'm a heartbreak bed with a strong cold neck, yeah, I'm charming. All the pretty girls in the world that I'm in this space with you. Call it out the night, they can't define my fire would stay with you. Heart, it would stay with you. My great escape with you. Oh, I can't answer the clock, stay away, I walk away, but would you wait for me? I go out to the bar, hanging with the stars, don't even have a car, but you away from me. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
<laughs> All right, so we're going to get right into it. Um, I guess I'll start off with some black history. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of recent, but it's going to turn into history. So I'm going to talk about um, Amber Geiger. Um, so recently, he was shot to death in Dallas by police officers. Yep. Um, I'm going to read a little bit of his... Uh, some of the things that they put on uh, CNN, just to give y'all some background information, if you don't know who he is. Um, okay, so 10 days after he testified in the murder trial of a former Dallas police officer, key witness Joshua Brown was gunned down at his apartment complex. Mm. According to the Dallas County Medical Examiner and Kimberly Leach, spokesperson for Dallas County District Attorney John Cruzot, I think, Brown lived across the hall from... Uh, Gene Balsam at Dallas Southside Flats Apartments last year when when Officer Amber Geiger walked into Gene's apartment, mistaking it for her own, and killed Gene. Joshua Brown met the violent death he feared. Here's what he said in his testimony. Brown's testimony during Geiger's murder trial was key because he was able to de- describe the officer's actions immediately after she killed their neighbor, a 26-year-old account. Brown was killed, killed Friday at his current home the Atera Apartments, about five miles from his former complex where he, Geiger, and Jean all lived. Authorities have not said whether there's any connection between Brown de- Brown's death and his testimony in Geiger's trial, which ended last week. So, basically, an office, a Dallas officer went into a man's home, mistaking he, or this officer um, mistaked his home for her home and ended up shooting the boy that was in, Joshua Brown. That was in uh, the, his his house, pretty much. So all of that's been going on in Dallas. There's been, um, you know, um, you know, people go to like city council meetings and mm-hmm. stuff. There's been like many meetings happening. And this man that I know from Dallas, he was there. And there's a video where the police is like, they're like pushing off this one guy, mm-hmm. but they're doing it really aggressively. Mm-hmm. So like he's already backing up, and they keep pushing him where he's falling over and falling over, and mm-hmm. then. The guy I know is like this, you know, in the police face, and the police is like just bumping up against him, like move, you know. So that's been going on for a while. They've been protesting and trying to figure out what's going on, really. You know, the community has been doing their part. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's it's pretty sad. So that- the guy, so the guy in the Botham case, he testified against a police officer right. in the Botham case that. Right. Sent the girl to prison for ten years. A right. Witness. A witness. He was in a witness to help both of them, the one the the girl that killed both of them, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So he was a testify in that in that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I so, believe there's some connection there. But, you know. Yeah, I do too, but mm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta censor myself. I, I just hope say. that, you know, he gets justice. Right. And it's not something that they sweep under the rug or right. anything like that. So, you know, because it's yeah, most likely it's ironic to me how, how like he testified and 10 days later, you know what I'm saying? To Mm -hmm. to, it's crazy how he testified to get a cop in jail, right? And 10 days later, he's he's murdered. You don't think there's some in his home, in his home, they said he was murdered in Alvin, hmm, the other guy. Yeah, it says here that they uh, where's my shop? It says I've described the officer. 
immediately after she killed the, their neighbor. So I guess that neighbor maybe died in the alley, but Joshua Brown was killed oh, at, yeah, his, yeah. at his home. But that the uh, Joshua Brown was the um, a witness, right? Yeah, and he was the one who told what happened to the both them right, guys about the mm-hmm. yeah about the guy who died.
uh, downtown mm-hmm. to Kane's Ballroom, and a lot of the women would say, you know, um, our men would go in there and they would never come out. And the rumor was that they burned the bodies. They burned them alive in there. Or it was like a mass shooting kind of thing. Mm. You know, it's kind of like a concentration camp, you know, kind yeah. of thing. That's probably why I never felt when I went into Kane's Ballroom. I didn't feel right. But yeah. that's a different story. <laughs> so it was just. Yeah. I, I think we should do that tour. I really do. I think we should do it. Now, will you cry on this oh, tour? I don't want nobody to cry. I don't want y'all to I, see me cry. I'm not too emotional like that, but I, I felt did. emotions, but I didn't cry. You didn't cry. Yeah. See. The inside of that me was crying. Right. <laughs> yeah, I felt it. Yeah. See, with me, like I love history, but with me, probably somebody needs to be like, Gabe, do you need to go to the car? Because I don't want you to punch nobody. That's that's the type I don't like to get. That's why you have to walk somewhere alone. Yeah. That's why you. I know, like history, but like it can still happen now, like in that mystery man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. But that it's, anger. it's important. Right. Though, yeah, like, it is. And it yeah. makes me mad too, you know. But no, what makes me mad? We gotta feel it in order to understand it. No, that's this real. Year, we're watching real, and we got the eleven graders saying they don't even know what roots is. Yeah. I knew yeah. what roots was when I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. people who don't know what happened on Greenwood. Right, no, still don't. And they fifty years old. Right. Right, so, yeah, know, that's it's just about it education. Yeah. You know, and we have to educate. When we, when you know about it, you gotta educate people who don't. And I feel like in a way it is our responsibility to do that. Right. Especially, you know, when you wanna know a better Tulsa Tulsa. Yeah. So okay, so back to the police situation. Uh huh. So in Tulsa, like how do y'all feel about Tulsa police? Actually I feel like um that that case was looking better than the Melody Shelby's uh, case because she just got off freely. And, like, it's the point that it was, like, black people on that panel that still let her go. But at least she got some time. But I told the police, I mean, they can still do the same thing, but, like, you don't really hear about it as much. They kind of keep it on the low. Like, they just, and they, I, I don't like them. <laughs> you don't like them? No. So you don't like them because of the picture that that the world has like set police officers or no. because of incidents that happened in Tulsa like incidents okay. that were over yeah okay that makes sense what about you uh, I mean I don't it's not that like I don't like I mean I know that they can be for good Like, I feel like I have, like, a mixed emotion about police. Because sometimes, like, police can save your life. Yeah. And they can, like, ruin your life. Yeah. So, I feel like it's just, um, touch police in general. Um, I haven't really encountered them. I encountered them, like, one time. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, when I did, I didn't like them. So, yeah. Okay. But don't get, like... Not all police are the same. Yeah, right. I feel like I feel like African American police are more like no, no, no. There's still some that <laughs> want to be white, so they're going to do white things. Like, or the ones that I've well, seen. I wouldn't say okay. Well, we got to be a little bit more, you know. I wouldn't say they're going to do white things. I would just say that some of them, the intention isn't always pure with police officers in my mind. With people with power in yeah. general, I'm not going to just you know, say police officers, but in power, when you have a certain amount of power against people who 
don't have as much power as you, it's easy to feel there's a sense of authority. So you feel like, oh, I can say whatever I want to say, or I can do whatever I want to, I can treat you how I want to treat you, and I'm going to get away with it. You know, so I wouldn't just necessarily call it like white things, because people do it no matter what color. Yeah. But you, I mean, I feel yeah. you, but you know, you just got to come. <laughs> True. You know. Yeah. But yeah. What about you? Um, I say they need work, but at the same time, they okay. I mean, I don't like them, but they okay. Because you got some good ones mm-hmm. that, like, care about the community. And you got some, yeah. like, yes. just brought into the community. And they not they don't understand it yet, so they're mm-hmm. trying to get used to it. So, yeah. Well, like, no, they don't even be trying to get used to it. They just start off hard. Like, yeah, they they really do. Yeah. I think it was, like, last week. We had a fight in school. Mm-hmm. We had a new security guard from the CPD. She was new. Like, she was new, so she didn't understand. Because mm-hmm. the other two was gone. And we had a fight. And she maced the whole hallway. Like, wasn't no trying to so break them. So she didn't know how to handle it correctly. She, she, yeah, they, like they they put them in the like they put them in, but they don't give them the right, you know, like proper race to, yeah. to do it. So yeah. Hmm. I, I'll say this. Um, I don't hate. I I try to get away from the word hate because hate is a very strong word. I yeah. used to hate police. I'm not going to lie, but over the past couple of years, that has calmed down, and people have talked to me. You can't go around hating everybody, but there's still still a strong dislike, because my experience with police sometimes, because I'm a big black guy, or I wear a hoodie. Like, in 2015, I got a very strong disdain for police, because I got stopped a lot in 2015 and 16 for no reason. I got put in the back of a cop car for no reason, like 30 minutes. They knew I wasn't the person. So when those experiences happen, when those experiences happen to you like that, when you come apart, thank God I'm still here. I'm not killed. But when when you're just being profiled like that more than once, like I got stopped over 10 times for no reason because I had 10 windows or the type of car that I had, it was a nice car and they just follow me. So when though, when that experience happened to me like that, I was like, I don't even like y'all. You know what I'm saying? African-Americans are already like paranoid. <laughs> so whenever so like like my family has had plenty of situations where we've been like harassed by police. For no reason, so right, like, yeah, yeah. You know for no reason. When I was younger there was a incident where um my brother was driving. It was me, him and my other brother. We were all going to the lake and uh-huh. on our way back a police officer stopped us and said, you know, your car fits um, yep. A certain profile for somebody else. Yep. And then he looked at his face as ID, went to the back, and still told us to get out the car. All of us to get out the car. Yep. We put our hands on the thing and everything. Yep. Check my brothers. Check me. And I'm like, young. I'm like, <laughs> right. I ain't Right. But we had to do. We had. We had to participate. You know, yeah. Yeah. So that That's it wouldn't the best get worse. Thing to do. Right. And that was that. And my brother's like, you knew I wasn't this person from jump. You went to check my ID and everything. And yep. Still. And did still. This yep. You know, it wasn't like, okay, have a good day. I'm sorry. You're right. Have a good day. Yes, no. Nah. It was just because they like to... They try to. Yeah. Like, I have I have five police officers that showed up for me. Five. Mm-hmm. And all I told them was, like, they were like, hey, where are you going? 
I, it was like late at night. I was like, I'm going to get something to eat. They were like, well, uh, you fit the description because I had my hoodie. I, I had my hoodie on, right? I like wearing hoodies. So I had my hoodie on. So there was uh, there was a break-in that happened at my apartment, but it was on the other side or whatever. So I pull out, and I see a police car right behind. This police car followed me for like 15 minutes before even the lights came on. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I'm in trouble. So I go, I put my insurance out, and he goes back to the car, you know what I'm saying, taking a long time. And he was like, well, everything looks good. And I was like, okay, so can I leave? And he was like, "Would you? can you step out of the car? I'm like, I don't want to make yeah, this worse. When they say that. <laughs> he was like, can you step out of the car and just, and just <laughs> lean over dark. here? Right. And it was and super dark. Low. Right. Like, do I have to? Can, right. we, can we work this out, out right. without me getting out the car? And, and it's nighttime, and I'm by myself. Right. Know. So it was like, and then another police car. So there was like five of them that showed up for me, and he was like, could you put your hands on a car? And I was like, okay. So I got searched, and he was like, okay, give me one minute. Like, really, give me one minute. Mm-hmm. So they go back to the police car. They're talking. I think they were just trying to find something. I was there for over an hour and a half. Then he Your was like, should have closed by now. right, yeah. Then he was like, so uh, turn around. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So I turned around. Then I hear the keys. And I was like, what is he pulling out his keys for? I put my hands behind my back, right? He he uh detains me like get get arrested right yeah in the back of the cop car for like thirty minutes they were just trying to find something on me and after that I had a real disdain for the police because they knew they knew I was good but the woman sweared I fit the description that broke into her house. Because the other cop was at the apartment, you know what I'm saying, knew it wasn't me, but I just fit the description because they were like, you look a lot like the person she described. And I was like, if you know it's that me, you're just trying to find something. Like, they searched my car, they searched to see if I, or they were like, well, you can go. That was an hour and a half, and after that, I was like, I don't like none of y'all. I was so angry, I was pissed. You know what I'm saying? So after that and after being stopped for no reason, like, again, I got stopped for no reason. They were like, well, what type of car is this? You know, you're in the Omar car. After those two things happened simultaneously, like, back-to-back weeks, I was like, I hate all y'all. Like, I don't like any of y'all. You know what I'm saying? But that's died down. So it's a really strong dislike. But, yeah, I just, yeah, you just have to be careful. That's all. I agree. So that's it. So um, okay, one more thing I have to get y'all's hands on. I have to. Uh huh. So <laughs> okay, so okay. The the um, I'm gonna just read this. Okay, I'm gonna just read this. Okay. By not fi- by not fighting the ban and appealing the ruling to the Supreme Court. Women can essentially go topless legally in the six states that fall under the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals. Colorado, Kansas, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Utah, and Wyoming. You know, <laughs> how do y'all, what's it like? Y'all go ahead. I'm outnumbered, so. <laughs> I can't really, um, I'm outnumbered. I'm, okay, I'm going to speak on this first. Okay, go ahead. 
So, my first opinion on that. My first question is, why? Okay, there was a rally or whatever, and the whole free the nipple, um, uh, it was like a legal fight to free the nipple. That was Mm -hmm. what it was called. Like, again, they basically were saying, why? Because boys can do it. Yeah, so they don't, they want to normalize breasts. So, because women are over-sexualized, you know? You know what that means? Yeah. Okay, so women are over-sexualized, and they want to normalize it. Men can walk around with a top off. Why can't I? Kind of thing. You know, that's yeah, pretty much all, it. I'll walk around with a top on. But in this day and age, everything is like a protest. Everybody's going to have like these. Yeah. And it don't quite work like that. I don't think it should anyway, but, you know, that's just, I don't know. But anyway, um... I don't think that's a thing that should should happen because you know you have little kid kids exactly. people have little boys right. and and I think boys going into puberty and all Wait, that not just, just little boys little girls they're gonna and see another girl right. that mom can I do that and I understand you but know you don't want to over sexualize wasn't Uncle Hill but... just concerned when we had the Pride Month and the pedophiles and stuff like that. That made them a flag. Wasn't we just concerned about them? And they would go do this? Well, that's the world, you know? <laughs> but, you know, they want to, I understand they want to, like, you know, desexualize women or whatever. But in all honesty, and it's sad, but women are always going to be over-sexualized. In my opinion, it's, it's always going to be like that. That's just how things are set up. It's just going to be like that. You already have, like, you know, like, porn and all that stuff that over-sexualized women teach boys the wrong way to do things, but um, with this, I don't think it's, it's smart. Right. That's really not like it's, it's, it's really yeah. not smart. Well, I can't say I hope, but I'm hoping the black African-American females are don't not get doing it this. because their purpose is we African Americans was already treated bad, and then you try to treat your daughter and tell your daughter, "Well, you're a black queen, you're a black princess, act like a lady," mm-hmm. and then you go and do this. That's basically and, yeah, I agree. the purpose. And you can fight for you know equal rights and all those feminine things. You can fight for that, but this in is, this kind of world and this society, regardless this of what you're fighting for, you still have to like live a certain way. I get it if we live in a world where it's not like that, where women aren't over-sexualized, but because we are, we still have to, like, respect our bodies, you know? And I do think that your body's a sacred thing, especially your breast, because you feed your babies with that. That's a yeah. sacred process. Yeah. It's not nothing that should be online. And Blast. You, right. Yeah, like, this was is picture going around on Facebook, and this girl was at the beach feeding her baby, and everybody was asking, like, um, should she have a towel or something covering? Mm-hmm. And my purpose, you should, because you're black at this, and they're like, oh, look at this nigger doing this, daughter. No. Oh. Oh, I mean, <laughs> my bad. No, you good. And then, it. so, I'm like, you should at least have something to cover you up or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it, it, it isn't, it shouldn't be on your camera. Like, if you want to put it on your phone, that's your business. Don't worry. But the world does not have to be exposed to that. To that. And I get you're feeding your baby. Right. But I believe it's a sacred process. You don't have to be distracted by the camera all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And there's, and I get you want to normalize it, but 
if you want to normalize it, just do it. You don't have to like right. put it out on there. And, right. You know, uh, there's just a way to go about things, I think. But so with you saying that, I'm about to throw a wrench in. Do you think men can be over sexualized too? Yeah, definitely. because I I think so. Yeah, men can like abs and all of that, and you know the sweatpants situation. Yeah, right, men right, right. Yeah, always, okay. And they are. So why is it a big issue? So like when, so like when uh men say something, why is it like? And I'm talking from a man's perspective. Why doesn't it get much play? Like when a woman does, because I was talking to a coworker mm-hmm. at work. I was talking to a coworker at work, and she was like, "Yo, so." You know, women are the most that get over-sexualized. They're the ones that are getting beat up. They're the ones that are getting raped. And you know what I'm saying? I believe it. So I was like, I know a lot of men, like, and molesting and all that. I was yeah. like, I know a lot of dudes that that has happened to, too. So when a dude right. says it, like, why is it like, oh, you just a guy. Like, don't let nobody come at you. But, like, yeah. it's, it's that's what I'm, I it's think like, it's a double standard in that. And, like, men should be yeah. able to talk about it just that. Cause I don't care because that type of stuff has happened to me. Yeah. And that's painful. That's all I'm saying, too. Like, well, why is it a double standard? That's people all. people expect men to be this strong, over-masculine yeah. man. That's okay, how, I mean, cool. yeah. like that, but if you think about it, if you think about it, mm-hmm. even back then, it's always been the man was over the woman. The man was stronger. The man is supposed to have the power. The man so is supposed man to be in control of, of the relationship. It. So, basically, right. I, but I believe it goes both ways. A man can be raped. A man can be, you know, a man can go through a whole men bunch of other things. sexualized but at the same time, it goes both ways. But, you know, since back then, women didn't have to fight for their rights. They didn't have to fight for their votes. They right. had to have to fight to work. So right now, it's still in a record progress. And it's probably still not going to be done, even when our kids is here. But it's a record progress where okay. everybody got to be equal. Yeah. But as of right now, man, and I always didn't had it easy. And women then had to fight to get what they want, fight yeah. to do this, fight to do that. Says it right now, it's like it's trying to. They're trying to equal it out where men. But the thing about that equal equal. thing, though, that word, Uh (laughs) I really don't think that everything should be equal. Maybe like okay, better pay kind of thing, like you know, same amount or whatever, or more, whatever. But in actuality. Like men Nothing have roles that women. Right. Yeah, 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 men they are naturally stronger, and yeah. I don't mean that to bash or say like I'm powerful, but yeah. like you know what I'm saying, like you know. Physically, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that like I ain't about to take up trash. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a buck. Right. <laughs> I mean, I will. And not that that's a man's job. But, right. What y'all want to do when I grow up? I done heard a few people, a few females, it's like, I want to be, you know, I want to go to welding school. I want to mm-hmm. yeah. do this and do that. And I understand a lot of boys talking about, you can't do that. Well, reality, everybody is walking to do anything they want. Yeah. So if she decides she want to go to welding school, let her. Because yeah. it's a lot of things men can do and want to do. That women can do too, but at the same time, yeah. it's just we're just used to boys doing it, man's doing it, man's doing this, man's doing that. <coughs> women could do it too, girls could do it too. And at this at this point, I think it's not about you know 
it is about us double standard boys, but at the same time, we're trying to show the younger females that you got to speak up if you want something. Yeah, or that you're capable. That you're capable, and don't be shy to back down. Yeah, but, you know, speaking on, like, why is it that men aren't as taken seriously when they say, you know, um, like, I I was molested or raped or that kind of thing. I honestly think it's just the fact that people, everyone expects, or look at men to have, like, this strong amount of power. Oh, you you a man. You ain't gonna let that happen to you kind of thing. Yeah, you a man. How you gonna, especially when that Cardi B situation happened. Oh, it was a whole bunch of comments. He, he's a man. How did he let a woman rape him? Oh, how you let a woman rape but, you? But, you know, people it just takes don't. a lot of stuff. And some people don't think about it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you were a kid, what are you going to do? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? When somebody's way stronger than you. Like, yeah. And it's a sad truth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. But hopefully, you know, this whole movement or this, this, uh, thing that passed mm-hmm. hopefully women are a little bit more conscious about what they're doing and think about okay how is this going to affect that little boy that's looking at me or that little girl that's right. looking at me yeah. you know? especially I wonder how would it feel for these people that don't know it but you know how we got we got uh, we got little kids that's watching us Yeah. and look at us as role models mm-hmm. yeah. and then us female go out and do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so if she does it, it's okay for me to do it. Yeah. So, and most of the people don't even know that they role models to mm-hmm. young kids. Yep. So. Yeah, I feel you. That's real. All right, well, y'all, um, that was a really good conversation. Yes, um, it was. So, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get right into our guest. Um, what I got for y'all is some David Bowie. I like David Bowie, so <laughs> don't judge me. But it's called Space Oddity. Y'all stay tuned. This is Juice Radio Show. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Commencing countdown engines on. Check ignition and may God's love be with you. This is ground control to Major Tom. You really made the grade, and the papers want. 
Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. You can find us online at www.utreep.com, that's the letter U, T-R-E-E-P.com, as well as finding us on Facebook, Underground Tree Studios, Instagram as Underground Tree, and you can also find artist Dawn Tree online as Artista Dawn Tree, and you can also kick it old school and give us a call at 202 910 4409. Don't hesitate to call us. 
All it takes is a 10-minute consultation, and we can have you hooked up. Peace. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, South Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. If your credit starts with a three, four, five, or six, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Willie Goat in the building. They got the goat driving again. You know, I had to take the mantle from TK. We got our <laughs> wonderful cast. Can everybody introduce themselves, please? Hey, y'all. I'm Tech Easy. It is TK. I was going to go in order. But y'all, just, y'all just do what y'all want to do, huh? <laughs> Tabby. Okay, we have our lovely guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Because I don't want to mess up your name. It's okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Chantel Lindsay, the founder and head designer of I Am She. I'm so happy to be here. Like, I'm really, I was geeked all day to come on here. I watched you guys' past episodes today so I can, like, get familiar with you guys. So oh, thank wow. you guys for having me. Thank you for coming. Can you please give us a little rundown on your occupation well right now i actually start relaunched my t-shirt brand um and it's basically geared toward affirmations and positive thoughts and feelings so the shirt basically is made up of sayings like the shirt i have on i am thankful it's actually backwards but if you look at yourself in the mirror you can read it correctly so it's just like affirmations for yourself and it's a conversation starter so people see you mm-hmm. on the street, they be like, uh, you know, your lettering is backwards, which I've gotten a couple of times. And I'm like, no. See me in a mirror, though. Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, come walk with me, please. Yeah. And like, what wow. do you see? So it's, it's just a good little line that I tried to start to just kind of help people feel better about themselves and their everyday yeah. life. I love that idea. That's like genius. I would have never thought, like, to make a shirt that I mean, what other people look at. Exactly. Right. It was honestly like yeah. a mistake halfway because when I was printing it out and I was like putting it on the shirt, I was like, oh, I forgot to mirror. It was like flip it over. But mm-hmm. when I put it in like the actual mirror, I was like, oh, I see. It was really the Lord. I think it was Jesus. I was like, that mistake <laughs> turned into something. So I yeah. just kept it going. I thought it was a pretty dope idea. Okay. Um, so, you, um, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> how did you like start your teacher line or what made you want to start it? I actually started a couple years ago, like probably six years ago. 
and I always wanted to have a t-shirt line because you see like all these dope t-shirts out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could do that, but I was too scared to kind of keep going and filling it. So fast forward till now, I just wanted something to do to release like me, my creativity and kind of, of course, you know, generate some extra income. So mm-hmm. I was trying to think of things to do, but to be original at the same time. And I'm a person who loves affirmations. Like I have to get up every day and be like, you know, I'm successful. Yeah. I'm gonna have a good day. I have a good attitude because people will try to test you. And so I kind of wanted to put both those together and get the line yeah. going. Hopefully, get a boutique one day. You know, wherever it goes. Yeah, that would be lit. <laughs> <laughs> so have you thought about um, like putting your t-shirts in stores now? I have. Yeah. So I have an online store, um, imshe.com, shameless plug, but that's the store <laughs> online. But I would like to get it into different um, brick-and-mortar stores like around town mm-hmm. and back home because I'm from California. So it's always been a, a dream to put in stores but to also have, like, my own yeah, my own store. Do you mm-hmm. have, like, other things I'm thankful, like, other years? Oh, yeah. I have um, I'm Abundant, I'm Gratitude, um, I'm I have pretty much any affirmation you can think of. I've tried to put it on a shirt, even just for myself. And I also um, have a tour, like, you could design your own. Like, mm-hmm. what would your shirt say? I am, what would, what would you say for yourself? Just put you <laughs> on the spot. What do you say? <laughs> right. <laughs> or anyone of you guys, what would you say? Look at him. I'm black and proud. That was you yeah. going to say. Yeah, like, that's, I'm that's, black and proud. That's you your show here like I'm a mogul you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I am next I'm the exception anything that you think about like mine. yourself what were you gonna say I already knew what mine was gonna what say. Would you say I was gonna say I am a goat simple I oh knew my it God. I know just, just, right there, just right there you are a goat exactly <laughs> so who, anything that? you could like think of that you would want to say to yourself and kind of remind yourself you know like going throughout the day whenever like you go in a mirror, see a reflection anyway. Something you just need to remind yourself that you know you got it and mm-hmm. you're having a good day. And I am happy, I'm prosperous. I'll be at work, like, I need to go ahead and let me go, my church. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I'm yeah. calm because mm-hmm. I'm about to go. And but <laughs> that's just what kind of made me kind of start it. Yes, I do have a whole lot more. Hmm. Um, is the shirts like mostly v necks or like you can get it any like hoodie? It's about to be cold, so I'm looking at doing like sweaters. I'm about to look hoodies. up this website right now. <laughs> Hold on. Please do anything that you can you can put vinyl on, like what you have on right now. I can put it on that hmm. bag. So a sweater you can just you know, put on. Yes. Before y'all go to Atlanta, I'm yeah, gonna y'all I mean, love. You need to wrap a couple of. I'm not gonna get rid of those. I can still hook you up for school. So whatever you guys need. I like that. That's, that's pretty dope. It's imc.com? Yeah, oh, S H E I. Okay. This isn't right. Mm-hmm. But their <laughs> names were close to mine. I don't know what they're selling. Yeah, IMC. Like so, how long have you been uh, doing this? I relaunched earlier this year um, in January, and I was just making just kind of shirts and stuff for my friends and I really decided to get serious and focus on it. Mm. And so I just E I G H. E I G H. Yeah. I like this one. This access to my energy is a privilege. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we over at shopping. Let's get back to the interview. Okay. 
So mm-hmm. whatever you guys want, because I know everybody's sizes. So, you know, after the show, like, give me your size and what you guys want. I'll definitely cool. you guys to go to Atlanta. Okay. Just go to Atlanta out there right now. Right. But it's just like okay. kind of always been a dream just of mine to like have my own online out there and stuff and that's unique and not mm-hmm. done already, you know what yeah. I mean? Because you can get a shirt anywhere, but like can you get a shirt that will actually help build you and fulfill you and make right. you that like, means something. Exactly, and be meaningful. So do you do uh, like set up booths at places or no? When I say like I'm okay. new new, you know, like I'm like new new. <laughs> okay. Like honestly, yeah. I was trying to like go back and look at pictures of when I first started like doing this. It's honestly only going back like two months. Mm, okay. So it's still fairly new for me to do this line, which I mm. call reflection. You know, your reflection. Right. But um, as far as doing like custom pieces, I've been doing that for about a little over a year. But with this line, it's only been like a couple months. Okay. okay. So, well, this is dope. Thank you. I like this. Like, so, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I just cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> like, um, I know a lot of people do like, um, design on shirts. So, what do you think like makes you different from everyone, and what they do? Like, you know how everyone does like shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think makes you stand out? I think what makes me different is that I'm really. I like. I guess everyone will see that they have something to say, but I really. I'm about uplifting and empowering like myself. Like all of the things that I make, I would want to wear myself. And what I like to do is encourage people just to be their best in their everyday life. And so I think what just sets me apart is that I'm really into really the whole person and uplifting everybody. Mm-hmm. And instead of putting just like an image on a shirt, you know, or just anything random, I really wanted to make it personalized because I am is such a powerful statement. Cause you could put anything at the end of I am like, you like, for some people, if it's negative, like, man, I'm so stupid, mm-hmm. that still affects you. Yeah, you know what I mean? True, like, yeah. anything you say can, like, affect your psyche yeah. and everything. So I wanted to create something where you say it and you see it and you feel uplifted. So I wanted my line to be more than just a piece of clothing that you could just put on and, like, wear out the house. But, like, even if you did just throw the T-shirt on and you clap, clap, catch a glimpse of yourself, it's like, you know what? I am dope. It's a little reminder, It's yeah. a little reminder of, of who you are. So I just thought that would just that's just me, and that's kind of why the name I am she. Like, I am all encompassing of all the things that I try to put out there for everybody. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what what is, um, what was your, like, push to just say, okay, I'm going to just do it? Like, I'm sure, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to say that, but was there a fear in the beginning of maybe it won't come out the way I think mm-hmm. it will? So how did you go about that? stop me six years ago when I tried to come mm. out with it the first time. I had a fear of comparison, you know, being from California, everybody's a designer. Everybody's yeah. a size. Everybody got, you know, a line out and they might have had more money to put, you know, mm-hmm. better materials or better shirts out there. So, like, fear had stopped me. But when I thought about it, going back into it, I was like, what if, like, what if I really just went all in? Yeah. Like, what if I was just consistent? I just keep going, no matter if I only sell one t-shirt a week. And honestly, like, real talk, that was my goal since I started. Like, if I sell one t-shirt a week, mm-hmm. I'm winning. And legitimately, I've sold at least one item or more a week. So, it's, for me, it's, like, from here to the end of the year, like, be consistent. Like, what if I'm consistent? What if I'm really passionate about it? And I just kind of had that what-if faith. Like, yo, I'm just going to go all in. Because mm-hmm. it's something I truly believe in. It's not just, let me just put something out just to say, oh, I got a t-shirt line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just to say, like, oh, go on my website. Like, all this stuff, you know, costs money. 
at one on mm-hmm. one end. But I really wanted to just create something where I fully believed in it, and I just wanted to just take a step out in faith. Like, what if I just did it through the rest of the year? And what if it pops? And what if I get asked to be on a radio show? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't know the stuff that can happen if you just, like, take a step out on faith and, like, be consistent, mm-hmm. you know, and be intentional with what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. you guys coming here every Thursday, like, it's intentional. Like, you want to be better at your craft. You want to go on to the next level. You know what I mean? That's intention. It's not just... I'm just gonna go next Thursday. Maybe I'll be late. No, you're early and you stay late and you do what you guys are doing because you want something more. So that's kind of like what my thing was. Like, I'm just gonna go for it. I have nothing to lose because I know what the other side feels like. Mm-hmm. I know what not yeah. doing it feels like. So I kind of want to know what doing it consistently and intentionally would feel like. That's a that's a big thing. Yeah. And to say it the way you said it though, mm-hmm. like, cause I never thought of okay, what does it feel like to actually do what I want to do? Right. Instead of me thinking, dang, what if I like lose all of this? Right. I invest all this money, it don't even pop off, kind right. of thing. It, so yeah, that that says a lot. You know. It's it's humbling and it's um, it's very vulnerable to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Like when you guys probably start this, like, dang, we gonna put this radio show, like, what if nobody listens? But you have those doubts, yeah. but at the same time, you have to, like, overcome those thoughts and be like, well, what if it pops, though? Like, what if what if I do make a sale? Yeah. What if I, you know, I'm putting myself out there being vulnerable, and you feel scared, but it's like, so I'm just not going to do it because I'm scared? At least, right, at least you, you know put that mean? foot out, like, at yeah. At least I tried it. Like, yeah. I mean, everybody can be like, man, you ain't going to do it, but at least I tried. Yeah, that's true. You have to at least try first, you know? What's some good to negative about starting the good is when someone like I wears a shirt and they post it mm-hmm. and they send me a picture and it's like that's me. You know, it's a pat on the back. A negative is I think getting inside of my own head. You know, like I'll put something out and I think it's like such the negative part of social media. Like I'll put something out and it's like, oh, like five likes. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, and I start to second guess myself, like maybe it wasn't like that though, mm-hmm. or maybe I should have done it, or I should have posted it like an, another hour later. You mm-hmm. like a friend who yeah. just barely posted them, they'll already like at fifty mm-hmm. likes. So you start to doubt yourself. And that's the only negative side of of it because you start to think too much. But it's like I just do it now. I'm just like whatever. I feel like people's worst enemies like their own head. And no, it really mm-hmm. is. Because you will, you will talk yourself out of something before you even put something out. Like, I'll sit there with a post written out. And I'm like, no, I should wait. Mm. Like, I, I could already talk myself out of it. But it's just like, you, I just have to overcome that. And I think with anybody, just like, just put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what's like one word you would um, use to describe how you feel at the beginning? And then like one word you would use to describe how you feel like now about your business? In the beginning, I was, I probably say I was anxious. And I was anxious because I had, I would actually say expectation. That's, I had an expectation of, I, maybe I was overly confident, but I expected to be like, yo, this is going to be dope. Like, this concept is cool. I love what it's saying. I love what I'm trying to convey by the expectation of being great. Now, my word is consistency, to keep it going, because in the beginning, like, you're excited, you know, it's like the excitement, I'm putting out all these shirts, I'm making shirts, I'm wearing them to work, 
you know, I'm giving shirts out so like my friends can wear it, but it is being consistent even if I don't have a sale. Or mm. I'm looking at online, I'm looking at people who go on the website every day, like how many tracks, how many things am I getting? But being consistent in spite of. And I think that's my, my word now, it's just consistency. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that <was laughs> to my soul. Like, like, dang, right. man, he's consistent. I feel you though. Straight words of wisdom the whole time. Right. right. I don't even know if we need to ask. I don't know what more she got left. <laughs> hmm. Okay. It's really um, unique though. Like I've never met anybody who. Well, I, like I met a couple people who had t-shirt brands, but I don't. Know, I think this is this is pretty it's different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's real different. I like it though. Pretty good. Pretty you good. are one of a kind. Like I can honestly say, I haven't seen mm-hmm. anybody who's doing, you know, specifically what you're doing. Well, thank you, Mr. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> How did you um? <laughs> what is this word? Like, what is it? Oh, she. Yeah. So, um, my first name Chantel, so I took the S H off of that, and my middle name is Lee, which is I spelled L E I G H. Okay. So I put okay. the two together to hmm. be. I am she. That's lit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What made you want to come up with that name? I think because when I was thinking of, I've always thought of the I am part. Cause my mom is a life coach, so she's very like, you need like you need to speak positive. I am this. What are you? She yeah. always appreciate it. So I'm like, dang, like I am, I am she would be cute, but I didn't want to spell it like S H E. So my middle name being Lee, I just combined the two. Like, I thought it'd be pretty dope. Hmm. Amy. Hmm. Okay. I really want to. Um, I'm helping my friends do a t-shirt, and we're just kind of like brainstorming different ideas. Put on the shirt, maybe yeah. something to come with. Mm-hmm. But it's been so hard. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really tough. <laughs> you know, like when you see a shirt, it's like, oh, it's just say something random. Mm-hmm. But like, actually think of something that's meaningful. It is pretty tough to do. It yeah. isn't like for you and your friend, I would just encourage you guys maybe to get like a mood board together. Like if there's a certain artist that you guys gravitate to, mm-hmm. like like do that. If there's a certain quote you see in a magazine or even online, like print it out and put it all on the same board. And when you step back and look at the board, like look at what are we trying to say right. with our line? Like do we want it to be like hip hop focused, like quote focused, whatever. Just cut out things that you guys like when you see like, oh, that's a dope design. Cut it out and put it on the board because you'll start to see where the direction that you want to go in. Hmm. Aren't those, what are, what are those? Like on New Year's when people like make vision the, a vision board. Like, okay. Yeah, it's like a mood board is more for like your styling, your fashion. So if you see a shirt, ain't nothing wrong. Cut it out and yeah. put it on the board and see, you'll start to see that you're taking towards the same thing, which is what you want that line or whatever to be about. Okay. I'll encourage you to do that. Okay. <laughs> you think I gave you an idea? <laughs> Okay. What was the idea for? Shirt. For a shirt? Yes. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting my shirt made. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a shirt. I'm coming right up in here with it on. Just right up in here. That's right here. Look at it. But yeah, hmm. we'll be right back. We're going to a music break. We got. Oh. Before we uh, before we go to the music break. <laughs> Would would you like to give any more words of wisdom? Of website and stuff. And 
where people plug your website once again. I'll plug my website once again. Okay, well, the website is www.imshe, and that's I-A-M-S-H-E-I-G-H.com. And words of wisdom, I'm just so proud of everything that you guys are doing. And what I would just encourage you, like I said before, is just to be consistent and to think about your intention to why you do everything that you do. And nothing is by chance that you guys are doing the people that you meet isn't mm-hmm. by chance. You guys traveling to Atlanta, like already put out there what you want to happen for for your next trip. Like I want to meet an influencer that will help us get to the next level. I want to meet, you know, someone who will donate some money toward our show. Like be intentional with your thoughts and with what um, you guys want for the future. And I'm kind of writing your vision and not at the end of the year. Like for next year, I want to know what you want for next week. You know, to write down your visions, to write down your goals, and to put them up and look at them every day so you guys can get to wherever you guys want to go. No, that's my word to it. Do you have an Instagram? Yeah, I need that. Okay. And my Instagram is just Chantel um, underscore Lee, L E I G H. S H A N P E L N. Okay. S H A W N P E L. Underscore and then L E I G H. Okay. Underscore. Okay. Gotcha. Now we'll be going to our music break. We got Just the Two of Us by Grover Washington. We got Costa Rica by Dreamville. This is the Dream Radio Show. We'll be right back. I see the crystal raindrops fall and the beauty of it all when the sun comes shining through to make those rainbows in my mind when I think of you sometime and I want to spend some time with you. Just the two of us We can make it if we try Just the two of us Just the two of us Building castles in the sky Just the two of us You and I We look for love, no time for tears Wasted water's all that is And it don't make no flowers grow Good things might come to those who wait, but not for those who wait too late. We gotta go for all we know. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. us. Filling them castles in the sky. Just the two of us. You and I. Thank you. 
I'm like a Jedi, mind tricks, live inside of your head eye, devilish red eyes, never been on a red eye, a Jedi be high again. Charlie said I'd be wild and tripping when I'm on a lick. A penny, a twenty, I'm Dominic Brooklyn, really. I flew to Costa Rica with the AP at the airport, this girl asked me, hey. Are you friendly? Wow. Baby, yeah. had a bust down on the AP. Yeah. Baby, yeah. and I reached out on you lately. Yeah. I got fans in Costa Rica. 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 